Hey, is this thing on? Lance, Nick, ready? Can you hear me? Welcome to the Live Free and Hunt podcast. Live Free and Hunt episode number 17, we sat down with Kevin Harrison and Bob Trippy. Uh, we talked uh, bear baits. We had a good time. They're having a fish fry over here. This, uh, so if there's any outside noise, they're, they're partying downstairs. Yeah, we ain't screwing around. No, it's a good no, time here. <laughs> you know, they, did, they went out and put um, the set up bear stands. sites. Stands uh, today. Yeah. Got the barrels out, stands up. Stands of barrels. And uh, we just pretty much talked about tactics on uh, bear baiting and just hunting bear in general. and Judging some, bears. Yeah, some great information. I think everyone. It was just, a good time. Yeah. I yep. had a blast, dude. I love hearing stories and stuff. But we do have a, a little thing here for uh, trail cameras to help someone out in New Hampshire that's uh, starting to market these things. And it's called the Q2 Trail Cam Mount. No more sticks. Allow users to hang their trail cameras high out of the sight of the big boys and potential thieves. When hanging them high, they need to be angled down. This allows the user to angle it without the use of sticks. Angle your camera to the bracket, attach it to the tree, set your angle with the thumb screws, and bam, you're done. Fam, bam, outdoors. Yeah. Now, I was thinking this would be great for bear baits because you see people putting them it's in the metal boxes. Yeah, yep. the locked Just boxes. Like you put them in the metal boxes because the bears walk right up to them, sniff them, rip them off. If you put it up in the tree where it's out of their reach, you know, eight feet, and you the, use this yep. angle bracket... It's not you a worry. You don't have to worry about it. No. Yeah. So pretty much all this is, guys, it's just a bracket that mounts to the tree, and then you mount your camera onto the bracket, and it allows you to adjust it on certain angles, whatever way you want to, you know, face the camera or whatever. So yeah, it's, gonna, it's it, a slick, it's a slick thing, especially even deer hunting. If you want, if you like to, you know, put a couple sticks up and hang that camera up ten feet high. Fuck your sticks. It's great. We don't need no. No, sticks I'm right, talking about climbing your sticks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about climbing sticks. If right, you want to put uh, a couple climbing sticks up, use the Q2 up. bracket. Yep. Yep. Q2 and bracket and it's got the thumb screw right into the bottom of the camera. Yeah, you're off to the races. You don't yeah. have to have a straight tree. You can have a cricket tree. If you want to put it wherever you want to put it, it's going to work. It's sweet. It's Fam Bam Outdoors on Instagram. And uh, if you want one, you want to check one out, reach out to him. He's a super nice dude. So yeah. We'll put his uh, description. Uh, we'll put his information in the description. So uh, you guys will all have that. So it's easy to click on and find out and message him. Let's end this, boys. Let's get right to this podcast. Let's get it. See ya. deck of cards that loves to lose you don't listen to me and i don't want you to because we sure have fun throwing my money away you bet high i bet low you're all in and i'm all broke another paycheck down the drain good to go yep good to go that mason jar full of bear grease kept Oh, it's better than that. <laughs> good to go. You got enough length? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. So what the hell did you guys do today? Hmm. What we do every year, but we did it in the rain. 
This is the first. The first day of rain all year, all summer. Yeah. We I, honestly we were talking like we'd have in over the last five, six oh, years, yeah. haven't had. Guess whose phone that is? <laughs> <laughs> Nick Corso. <laughs> no, we got our. Uh, but yeah, we were joking there because we we're like every year we've done this past five, six years. It's been a beautiful day. We get to have tailgate and all that, but uh, pouring rain today. But we got all the barrels and uh, the stands out for bear season this year. Nice. Yeah. That's how they introduce themselves. First. Yeah. So who? Uh, who do we got on the podcast today? Let's, uh, Bob, go ahead. Yeah, I can start. My name's Bob Trippy. Um, moved to New Hampshire, I don't know, uh, 15 years ago. Grew up, graduated high school in Jackman, Maine. I moved out west for a little bit. Uh, retired rodeo clown. Retired rodeo <laughs> clown. Is <coughs> that a real thing? Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. It was for quite a few years. It was. It was. It was a thing for a while. But... Uh, yeah, my name is Bob Trippy, and uh, kind of. I'm a rodeo clown. I'm a ro- uh, retired rodeo clown. <laughs> How did you uh, grow up in the outdoors? Was it you know? You know family? what? Growing up, uh, my family was never an outdoors family. Um, we moved to Jackman, Maine, when I was ten. And uh, if anyone's familiar with Jackman, Maine, uh, you you really don't have much of a choice but to get involved with the outdoors. There's not much more to do. So. Um, yeah, I started bird hunting in high school, and that was kind of my passion, partridge hunting and or grouse or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I, I hear the um, difference is you shoot a partridge on the ground. Yeah, of course. And the grouse, grouse is on in the, the air. Air. <laughs> right. So anyhow, yeah, you drive around in an 85 Chevy Blazer. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> but, uh, and then, uh, you know, I was probably 20, 21 when you moved to town. Kevin and I yeah. had known each other for a long time, and and uh, that interest in the outdoors has kind of always been in me. And then Kevin and I met. He moved up north, moved to Jackman, and then just kind of started snowballing. Bob with. left me and moved to Montana. I did. I moved to Montana, and then I came home. And this at least you had a place. To, at least you guys had a. At least you had a place to stay over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, when I moved back from Montana. Kev uh, moved Move out to Montana. to Montana. So, yeah, we kind of Yeah, you like it. Yeah, we said. <laughs> yeah, well, we high-fived on 90 West. And um, so, uh, and then, uh, you know, we both kind of, as, you know, life kind of takes its turns, both settled here in Meredith, New Hampshire. And uh, we've been exploring bear hunting, deer hunting around here for seven, eight years. Yeah, just about yeah. No. no shit. And so, uh, Kevin Harrison. Yep. Where did you, how did you, how did you start in the outdoors? I, I, I know kind of your backstory just from other podcasts, the Big What's Bucks, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I was very fortunate. I had an older brother that took me everywhere in the woods and that. So yeah. I grew up in Southern New Hampshire. So he, Took me hunting and fishing and camping and all that stuff. And then um, I moved to Jackman and then kind of just did the guide thing as a something to do. And yeah. the next thing you know, 10 years later, you know, there it is. There and then is. I wound up coming back to New Hampshire and, uh, like Bob said, settling in Meredith, which is a he great He skipped place. a couple steps there. There's some, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's some integral pieces to that puzzle he left out. 
you know, tune into a, there's short, other podcasts out there short with, story uh, yeah. short story. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah i mean just uh just very fortunate to have uh an older brother that took me hunting yeah. and fishing and all that stuff to introduce me to it you know right and like any like a lot of kids just grew up in the outdoors and running around with a bow and arrow and a bb gun in the woods and yep. shooting whatever exactly <laughs> songbirds <laughs> that was my favorite <laughs> what was your first kill uh, as far as songbird, well, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, anything, you know, small game, goldfinch. Game, uh, yeah, was yeah. it a deer? Probably Did you get brought up a deer, or yeah. obviously not turkey. I'm guessing it wasn't. No, you know what? Yeah, it was a deer. I didn't shoot deer. Till I was about 17, and turkey never in really interested me. Um, well, it's kind of one of the reasons why I was, I was my older brother Frank took me back in like the mid 80s. We could turkey hunt in New Hampshire. Yeah. But, God, we went out, and it was, like, just, we were sitting there, and it was just, like, covered with mosquitoes. Like, unbelievable. Not just, like, oh, there's a, t you know, it was, like, I swear, you gave me these black gloves, and they were literally gray, covered with mosquitoes. And it just, and then I never turkey hunted again until I was in my early 30s. Really? Mid, almost mid-30s. And then, obviously, now I'm addicted to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but uh, I just, uh Slim pickings for birds back then, too, it, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. but it was like, and I guess I was I back then I did a lot of fishing, so it was yeah. like in the springtime you had something to do. But yeah, I shot a deer right behind my house where I was growing up. Um, right around the day after Thanksgiving was my first deer, five point buck, 135 pounds. Oh, shit. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. When did you guys um, start getting into bear hunting? Well, I, I, Working with Cedar Ridge Outfitters when Hal Blood owned it there, I started guiding for bears there, yeah. and we run about on average probably eighty baits a year. And um, then I moved back to New Hampshire and did it a couple like in southwestern New Hampshire. There's a pile of bears over there. Really? Pile? No shit. Pile like like Hillsboro and that. Yeah. And. Um, it was just too far to travel. I remember walking out there with Philzy. Did you? Yeah. Hey, remember that? Yeah, this is crazy. Oh, yes, I do now. Now yeah. that you say that. Yep. They eat the cornfields, right? Is that, is, I mean, that's... Is... We were baiting state land over there. Yeah. <clears throat> and there was a pile of bears. Um, and then it was just too far to travel to do it. But well, it was like an hour and a half from where I was living. And then when we got here, mm. I moved up and uh, just kind of like started pecking around and looking and looking and then... Then we started bear hunting like five going. I don't know. I don't even know. Five, six years ago. I think five, six years we've been doing it now. At First year was the most interesting hmm. by far. <laughs> to try to set the scene a little bit, uh, we've tried to have this podcast planned for, I don't know, a while, I guess, you know, talking to, you know, Nick. Yeah. And it just so happens today was the first day that you guys. Went out and, and did your stand. There's yep. a party going on downstairs. <laughs> you know what? That's we've, one we've, thing. We've had some cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> That's one yeah. thing we figured we'd touch upon with bear hunting that uh, obviously there's that whole aspect of the outdoors and the love of hunting. And then we we're hoping maybe we'd touch upon the fact that it's also a time of year where summer activities dwindled down and all the families get back together and it's a very social thing. Right. Like, I mean, there was a lot of us. 
together this morning, met here at 6.30, had breakfast. Some of them, some of these folks downstairs we haven't seen in a while, and uh, everyone comes back together right. for this weekend <clears throat> before bear season, you know? And you all go out, and you all set up the stands, and eight people not even carrying anything, but we're all just, we're out there together, and having a good time and then we always uh cook up a big dinner tonight we're gonna have a big fish fry downstairs it's kind of tradition and that's uh it's almost like ice people you know think about ice fishing like that a lot that it's that social aspect although you're doing something in the outdoors that you love and there's that part of it but you're also surrounded by just everybody you know The, the actual the pulling the trigger is a solo endeavor but it's uh well and that's what you guys got me into it you know because kevin talked about it you know come out and goose hunt it for a couple of years and i'd never baited bears before that and then every time we're out there it's in september early goose and kev's doing nothing but talking about bear yeah the whole time we're in the blind and so that put the bug in my ear to try Mm. to like get in on it and see how it goes and especially with the kids right i mean And now, a, now my kids come out with a with a bait bucket, and they yeah. go check the stands, and they check the cameras. And yeah, Devin was time. only seven when we started pulling him in the woods, and and he ain't carrying a stand or dragging a barrel or uh, you know helping with the sleds and pulling the barrel. But he's got a backpack on. He's got cameras in there. And back then we used to bring out a laptop out into the woods and and put the cards in the laptop and we'd hurry up and we'd download the cameras. Still do that I mean, shit. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, now we have card readers on our phones right, yeah, and shit like that. And I got fucking, I don't know, 8 billion photos of raccoons on my damn phone from bear sites. But back then it was, um, and it always will be, uh, there's, there's just a little something for everybody. Um, and it's just, just a good time of year. No, I think yeah. what you guys are doing is fucking awesome. Because, yeah. like, when I think of when I think of when I think of bear hunting, like, I feel I kind of feel like it's a dying thing, you know, around this area for whatever reason. I know a handful of people that you know still bait bears and hunt bears, yeah. but you always hear that shit like, oh, the bear meat. It's you know you don't want to do it and you don't want yeah, this and that. You hear that a lot. But I know people and, and I've and, had bear. Yeah. You know, it, you know, so we could do a whole segment on how bear meat is fantastic. Yeah. Right? yeah. Why do you do you guys on. feel like that that like you have a great thing you guys what you guys did this morning. That's I think that's awesome, you yeah. know. Do you think that like bear hunting is going to go away at some point because if it's not popular or if it's the well, baiting it's, aspect or you it's know. the most attacked sport too, or, yeah. or animal or yeah. methods, you know, because yeah. no a lot of the baiting people that are anti they don't like to see Bear baits. It's so or they don't like it's, see, or the dogs. They don't like to see teddy bears shot. And right. That's the big perception, you know, with people. So, you know, they have a relationship with bears that is it's incredibly like, it's, superficial. It's a calendar animal. Right. You yeah. know, yeah. not right. everyone, right? Like, if you're a hunter, you have a big buck calendar, right? But if you're a friggin' cat lady in New York and Steve Ranello say this over and over again, you got a fucking bear calendar and you got <laughs> yeah. teddy bears. Yeah. And there's this whole weird mental attachment to bears um, from the general public uh, that deer don't have, that turkey don't have. Turkey are ugly. I don't fucking, Definitely yeah, fish don't you know, have. But, and oh, yeah. fish don't yeah. have. Yeah. But bears are literally 
teddy bears. Yeah. And so there's just this massive misunderstanding of of not only like what the population of bear in New Hampshire is. Uh, people uh, think it's a lottery. They think um, that various types of hunting bear is unethical, and they just don't take the time to understand um, every uh, nook and cranny of this right. uh, of this whole. You know, well, and all the methods. Lifestyle. You know, we're allowed these methods because they're management tools. That's correct. You know. And they're I, effective for our for where we live in New England, right? You know? As well as you know, you get the opportunity to judge a bear, which might lead into that question that Lance was talking about. Where if if you see a bear in the woods, it's pretty difficult to just make a quick judgment. It doesn't have antlers. It's you extremely know, difficult. Hard to see the size, and so a lot of people get that ground shrinkage when they shoot a bear if they're deer hunting or whatever and they catch one in season it's only 100 pounds and they're like oh i thought right. that thing was 200 pounds right well because right. lo- they can make a, they can make a welcome mat instead of yeah. a bearskin rug <laughs> yeah well the thing too is that it's a lot different than seeing a deer because when someone sees a deer they're they've it's probably not the first time they've seen deer in a field or whatever but when someone's bear hunting and then they're on a bait and a bear comes in the first thing in their mind is, holy shit, there's a black bear. Yeah. And they they I still do. Attacked. They think they're right. going to get attacked. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, they do. it's, it's a, a totally different mindset. So then all of a sudden, they just, a lot of things go out the window. And it's not easy to judge a bear. I mean, they're this a black ball. They don't have, like, say, like antlers to say, hey, there's a, you know, it's a six-point or an eight-point or whatever it might be. They're a black ball. There's not much definition. But the whole big thing, too, is just it's a whole different ball game when a black bear starts walking in on you. And if you're on a bait, it's going to be 30, 40 yards away, and that's pretty close when you're not used to that, you know. I guess you can look at the head, right? I guess that's what they say. They You can look at between the ears or the size of the ears and stuff. I know that's what what I've heard about judging bear size. That's pretty much the only thing. This might might sound kind of just ignorant but the best way to learn how to judge bears is shoot one yeah yeah i mean obviously Uh, yeah anyone you got the barrel there right so like i always told guys like you know if they can if they can get in the barrel yeah that's a small one if they can get the whole front end in there because we will cut out a half moon out of the top of the barrel there cut the half and then lay it on the ground so if you know come up and feed out of that so then if one can get its head in and then two arms, probably, you know, it's a 70, 80 pounder. Then if one can Which get... Which is small. It is small. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not... It's a yearling. It's a yearling. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, you're still... It's a spike buck. Yeah. For yeah. people yeah. that... Sure. You know, it'd be okay. like that would be a spike buck. Okay. And then one can get his head in and get one arm in. Then maybe that's a, a six-pointer. And then one that can just get his arm in... You know, that's an eight-pointer, if you want to draw a parallel like that, you know, as far as how big they are. And then when you get one that, like, lays down in front of the barrel and just, just like, scoops out, you know, which can be <laughs> deceiving because you can go to a bait and, like, oh, it's like, oh, only scooped out in the front. Well, that's because they can't get into the back, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that's, and that's, yeah. And everyone has their own way of doing it. Uh, and, but with the sex there, like, I you hang something in a tree and hopefully they show you the private. Yeah. You know, because I mean. <laughs> hang in, that beaver tail. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And 
in sows and bull uh, boars do different things at bait sites. They just have different characteristics, so that's going to help you, you know, understand what you're seeing on the camera if you have a camera on the bait. Um, sows don't usually will never like rack the barrel. No, but they'll so. <clears throat> and if you are doing a little bit of research and spend a little bit of time, like Kevin and I have looked, as many people do, uh, uh, trail cam photos, just thousands of photos, and you'll see sows a lot of times uh, uh, balling up the dirt and the pine needles in front, and they're they're like almost they're, massaging the ground oh, around like the barrel. Like yeah, like and that. they and they almost are pushing crap around on the ground. You start seeing your bait sites thrashed ripped and up. ripped up and the barrel moved off and i mean we can tell a ton of stories but you know we've had barrels completely snap bears snap ropes carry the damn barrels off full yeah, i've seen that yeah you know mm-hmm. that's a bore that okay. sounds it's just i mean listen it, it it could be a sow but every instinct in tells you that a sow is not going to get that aggressive. It, that's a boar, you know, racking on them trees and tossing that barrel around, you know. And um, it's a given. It, if, it, yeah, if they're feeding. The barrel ain't moved. It's it's ninety nine percent a sow, but if it's racked around or moved, it's gonna be a boar. What is the? <clears throat> it's like shooting a sow, obviously with cubs. I know, obviously that's you know frowned frowned upon. Yeah. I think in the bear community. Yeah. Um, yeah, I may I may be wrong. If you shoot a sow, is, well, a is, sow, a sow, or a sow with cubs. Well, that, that's, that's what I was a differentiating. Go into. So, right. is that is that a cool thing? Not a cool thing. Is that what you? If it doesn't have cubs, it comes in without cubs. That's fine. That's, that's yeah. fair mm-hmm. game. Okay. Yeah. That's just I'm just asking, perhaps asking the again. question yeah. too that was asked on social media was how to judge a bear in that moment at the barrel or however. You're hunting, yeah. you know, not everyone. I mean, some people hunt with hounds, and but um, I don't know. There's, there's not. Uh, well, typically, typically the sow, the sow is going to come in. If she comes in, the cub's going to be right with her. If the cubs come in, there's no sow. She's somewhere probably going to be watching. She's right, right there watching. You might not see her, but she's there. But they're typically always going to be right with her. And that's a great thing about baiting because if you're out deer hunting in its general season and you get – all of a sudden you see a bear, you get – again, holy shit, there's a bear. There's a bear there. You get locked right in on it, and those cubs could be 10 feet from her, and you're never going to see them yeah. because you just right. – but with baiting, that allows you to observe, you know – and uh and make a good ethical shot make yeah. a good decision but yeah you can i mean yeah. you do your best and it is what it is you know yeah as long as you're trying to do your best too <laughs> you know what i mean like as yeah. long as yeah. you're conscious of these things and as long as these thoughts are going through your head right. as you're assessing the situation nobody wants to shoot a cub yeah Trust me, yeah. nobody wants to shoot a cub. You don't want to be that person that brings that into the town. Right, it's just, and even if, you know, yeah, and people make the, it just happens, you know? Right. It just happens. And- but it, um, but it's, you know what's better to shoot a cub than shoot a sow with two cubs because then you're going to kill probably three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, hey, it, and I think that happens, you know, in the deer woods when people deer hunt, but it happens. It's yeah. nothing that, 
it's, anyone wants to do. There's no legality saying you can't do it, and it's no. not. So no, yeah. it's just a thing that uh, I. I'd say not. I mean, you're you're not going to find many people that no, would no, argue. You know what I mean? Yeah, argue yeah, against yeah, that. Yeah. And I also think that there's some uh, miss. Uh, It'll happen know. once. Yeah. yeah. With that person. That's, That's not going to happen again. The baiting's going to give you the opportunity to to give Make the bear decision. some time. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're coming you know. into the bait. If once they get there, you got time to look them over, and yeah. then, then you know. You yeah. could you could spend yeah. a whole probably two hours talking about the. Ethics. ethics or, or uh, both sides of the baiting story and as long as you understand both where both sides are coming from which a lot of people don't aren't have zero interest in understanding the other side but um, it's uh, it's something that is uh, unique to our certainly our geography here in New England uh, you, you don't bait bears in Montana yeah you know anyone that says well they don't bait bears out there why do you got to do it here it they do in Idaho 1000 yeah, yeah. percent different a big season in Idaho spring yeah. and a spring. fall spring yeah. and a fall bait season right it's but, just uh it's different geography and you know it, it, when you look at the harvest data it's well over 50 percent of the bears that are taken are over bait or with hounds so you, you need that you know advantage to use it as a management tool you need that because otherwise you're not going to run into these reclusive animals. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, I wish they weren't so reclusive sometimes. I can tell you that. Right. Yeah. Uh, but in, in getting Why? back because to Because we point. want to be fucking soaked all day today. <laughs> <laughs> barrels and stands and no, you wish there was an easier way. But yeah. So yeah, speaking of barrels and, and stands, you know, I wanted to talk yeah, to you guys. You point real quick. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, we talking about like, will bear hunting ever go? I don't think bear hunting will ever go away because the bear population will never go away and just increase and then you know there's so much you know our encroachment on wild places is just growing and growing so Mm -hmm. there's you know we've had and we've had our hand in it for too long and too deep to take it out now as far as managing you know um wildlife in wild places and i think we were someone touched on something about whatever it was but uh Bear hunting is a great, you know, we always talk about, like, they talk about the three R's, you know, recruitment, retention, and reactivation. But, you know, and bear hunting is a great lateral move for people that already hunt, you know, and it's great for the state because that's another license that's bought. And it's a great way to expose someone to another way of hunting also. Mm -hmm. I do think, I do see the only thing happening is all the land, you know, obviously we have public land, state land, all that, but. As you can see right now, there's a lot of land out for sale or the market, you know, just driving here. How much land oh, do we God, see for yeah. sale? And that's that's the problem I think we'll end up running into in the future is, or people will. It's just all of a sudden hunting spots are going to get, you know, squashed because. There's a lot out there. People, though. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not saying there isn't any land, but oh, yeah, no, with yeah, people buying up land and then maybe yep, people yep. building oh, and oh, yeah. getting more congested. You see it happen every day. We got Nick over here building freaking houses all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of it. I know. Well, you do see it from season to season. You you, you know, uh, before, you know, we tend to. Oh, you were talking about a turkey season or, well, yeah. that was a posted piece, but still it took that many times for that guy to say, all right, I had enough. Yeah. You know, it's uh, we tend to gravitate to a specific piece of woods these days, but before year to year. You know, we'd spend some time here, and then we'd go out and uh, start getting out in August and September, and you'd start seeing, you'd be like, fuck, this wasn't, 
Different. This wasn't posted. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah, you got new owners or whatever right. it may be, yeah. and sometimes it's still just a knock on the door and a, a friendly shake of the hand and just uh, ask for permission. A lot of times you'd get it, but sometimes people just they they want nothing to do with it. You're res- no. you're representing much more than yourself when yeah. you go and ask someone to hunt on their property or have permission to hunt on their property. You're you're a representative for a much larger group than you're just yourself and what you want to do. Yeah, remember that remember that waterfowl seminar in Concord and the guy touched base on asking permission? He actually had a pitch, a 15-minute pitch about asking permission. The guy <laughs> dresses up in nice clothes, asks fields and stuff, and he goes, I usually get it 80% of the time. Okay. It's mm-hmm. just like, yeah. yeah, just the way you represent yourself like yeah, that yeah. too. And I know what you're saying about representing more than representing just hunting, yeah. but yeah conservation all that but yeah the way you dress too nick all gray yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> nick were you going to touch on how to uh yeah set up a site or work about now. now that we covered some stuff about you know trying to age in sex bears now let's talk about what do the bait sites look like and what are you guys what are you guys looking for in an area what are you doing for you know the types Scout. of bait yeah, what, are we doing what looks like stands? a berry area? Right. You know, how do you how do you pick a spot number one that you want to every have high success? <clears throat> I know that bears are at or above management levels in New Hampshire, so right. there's lots of bears. So you got to find a piece that you can get in on. Everywhere is berry. Everywhere is berry. But what puts it in your advantage? Permission. number one that's number one because you need to send that in (laughs) access wind direction that's that's a big one so wind wind direction as in so obviously you're scouting the area yeah but you don't know where the bear are traveling right now how do you how do you put wind direction just by scouting the mountain what way the wind no it's really i I'm going to get real scientific. No, no go ahead. I just, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> so if we get permission to hunt a piece of ground that's, we'll just call it a, a, a five-mile square. Yep. And there's a road that's running north-south through it. We're going to put the bait on the left side of it, left side of that road. So we'll say north. So it'll be yeah. on the west side of yeah, the road. Because we always set up stands and baits for the predominant west northwest wind okay. we're not moving, okay we can't like move stands and jet you know yeah, like there's no moving around so once we, it's set it's set so it, yeah it's yeah. right there oh, so definitely. so wouldn't even hunt even if there was put it even if that road run up and it was only 100 yards to the west or you know say like 500 yards to the west or 200 yards We'd set up on the west, even if there was another, you know, four and a half acres or whatever on the other side, square mi- oh, square miles, whatever yep. I said. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, five square miles, square. So we'd we'd always put it on that west side, so the bait is well, the stand is between the bait and the access road, or where we where we come in. Because that, that's a pretty strong rule that. of thumb. Yeah, I was going to say, that's yeah, a pretty I, I think that's a perfect, yeah. Because anything other than that, I mean, yeah, hey, you could be like, yeah. You could put it anywhere on the right side or whatever, but. You could, and if you had, but you'd have to wait typically longer for the yeah. right wind, the southeast yeah. wind or whatever it might be to hunt it. So that's really, 
it's just you got to. I, I learn one way. There's more than one way to skin oh, a cat. Mm-hmm. I learn one way. It works for us. You can bait with. I mean, with one of those lot of stuff. Sticks. You could bait me in with <laughs> a lot of stuff. You know, <laughs> but uh, that's really it's kind of and it's looking at maps, looking at maps. Looking at, maps. <laughs> looking at maps looking at are you picking out boundaries too on those maps about maybe backstops or boundaries or anything on those maps when you're looking too? all right hey, uh, always backstop. We know i'd rather always have here. a bear come down to a bait than, up than have to come up to it because just like us you always feel more com- you want to have that bear feel as comfortable yep. as possible coming to that bait because you want them to come before dark yep. they're predators they're not you know they do whatever they want to do and if they start decide to stop and eat some acorns or some raspberries for 15 minutes, that could be the difference between seeing that bear and yep. shooting it and not. They just do what they want. They want to just lay down for a while or whatever. You know, they're not like they're not on a clock. You know, I think a lot of yeah, you always get that golden hour people talk about, but. Doesn't always happen. Ryan like that. shot his bear last <laughs> year. I mean, I don't even think I got home in the yard. I shot it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just you yeah, can't. You you always got to be ready to shoot one, and especially when there's e. It was not much food in the woods. I mean, they just they're gonna come in. You know, when they're hungry, because they do what they want. Right. Did you guys? I don't know. I just used the bathroom. Did you guys talk about uh, what you? Do you wind guys direction, setting up a stand wind direction wise? <clears throat> So I see some people kind of stack up like logs and shit, kind of make like a pinch point for the bait. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I used to do that growing up. So me and my grandfather all the time, we never hunted with a barrel. Always, when I was young, we'd always get logs, you know, set it up to the stand where the bear would have to come in broadside to you. That's the only way you could do it. Try to get that bear to just position coming around the logs a certain way and I'll if, present a shot for you if you taught if i if you taught me how to bear hunt and we had success doing that i'd that's probably doing that today yeah mm-hmm. well yeah exactly um my grandfather i don't know he shot all his bear like that five or six bear and he's always done that i missed There's twice i uh, no, i didn't miss twice i missed once when i was 15 we had another huge boar come in stand up wind us and off he went yeah but yeah we've always done that just packing light we didn't really <coughs> we were back in there and my, my grandpa yeah. was like, I'm not carrying a barrel out here. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and, that. yeah <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Since we do it with family and, like, friends now, it's like. Yeah, you got to. And we have try to get a army. lot of people involved. And you have new hunters, you know, so you don't want to, like, you know, we ain't going to hump up two miles into the woods and right. unless know, it's fucking this morning in the rain yeah. <laughs> yeah. then we're gonna do it freaking nine times that's a new bait site we yeah know. we got we got some gotta, new bait sites you gotta see sure. if it works yeah. <laughs> so. so with your barrels what you tra- were talking about like the half moon and you have like those yeah. blue poly barrels or yeah. okay yeah exactly and we just lay them on the side on the lay them down and then that's just a good way because you can just ram those buckets right in there and get all the bait in there keeps it dry so it's not all slop and that and and really we will spray some stuff on when we will do a grass a grease drag on the way in when we put put them first in maybe do i don't might we haven't done a grease drag in a while we try to use white barrels too um visibility for just pure visibility that blue will fade right into that twilight Um, for you or the bear for us okay yeah for, uh for the person in the stand uh listen it ain't reference it ain't 
reference you can use a, by all means like it's there's oh, okay, yeah. but we prefer to use white barrels um there's plenty of them out there and, you made uh, a there's point. actually fucking plenty of them in my backyard it's starting to look like a <laughs> crazy a person i don't know what my, i don't know what my neighbors looks like a me, loading dock yeah there's a, it looks like san francisco loading dock back there there's about <laughs> eight million barrels in my backyard but um you made yeah. a po- you made a point about soggy bait too and that's another reason why i don't see a lot of people stacking logs up is because that bait gets just soggy and everything else can get in the thing yeah and that's yeah and it's a you know it keeps especially when you're hunting with a new landowner it keeps everything yeah contained you're right we're not hanging stuff from trees and because the landowner will go out and check it out and look at it and so i think it's it it just kind of just check your cameras you'll see the landowners (laughs) all over your fucking camera (laughs) we're like oh scratching touching now if you're touching everything eating the donuts out of the jelly we've uh we've crossed paths with all sorts of sites in the last few years but uh every once in a while we'll meet a new person and they're so nice enough to let us uh and they may have no connection to hunting in their lives and they still uh you know just with the conversation like we talked earlier plate conversation with them and but uh you'll you'll we'll be scrolling through photos and like oh Oh, a little slap to the face and they're uh, checking things out yeah. there you you get that close up of their nose right on the camera and they'll be like you know walking around <laughs> there's not much you can do and and you know what we're still successful on those you sites, gotta roll so. with that you just gotta roll with that i mean it's, it's nothing against them it's curiosity and but uh, how do you guys find uh well this year with covid going on and everything how do you guys find being out in the woods there are a lot of people out there have you seen much around where you guys are scouting to be honest with you um i haven't in the in like especially yesterday where we putting out we put out we knew the weather's gonna be bad so yesterday afternoon put out a few baits no barrels, barrels. and stands barrels and stands. <laughs> oh <my Yeah>. God. <laughs> record scratch this is on uh tuesday this is shit got weird <laughs> yeah. september the first all right yeah. uh lift free on podcast <laughs> <laughs> no no we try to get our barrels and stands out before actually just get out week there before, yeah, yeah the week yeah, always right. the weekend before it's a tradition for us and they're empty barrels <laughs> <laughs> um but i was surprised that there wasn't as much the the uh trails didn't look as beat down as i've seen them in the past yeah but i know everyone is out crawling around yeah. everywhere these days we've run into it um but it was but i'm sure it was a crappy day so I don't, Everyone's you know, I don't in, know. Yeah. So I know there, everyone's crawling around everywhere this year. Uh, but that was kind of a funny thing because you're like, huh? Like they just they weren't trampled. The grass weren't all trampled almost, down and stuff. I almost you know? just uh, some of our more common ones weren't. I didn't go with oh, Kevin yeah, that's yesterday. Right, yeah. I didn't go. I was working yesterday. Yeah, that's, so, right. that's right. So some of our more I, I almost yeah, started I listing yesterday. out names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, but even those sites over there, because some of those are, yeah, they have the possibility of foot traffic, foot traffic. Some of the ones we were at today, um, no sane person (laughs) in their life would be walking through. Um, Yeah, but uh, we got some gnarly ones this year. But I tell you what, every gnarly walk we had in there and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, debate this site. I'm like, oh, and then you get there and you're like. 
Fucking Kevin. He's got a good <laughs> he's got a good nose. I just stand back. I don't say much. I'm just looking around. I'm like, someone's pulling a bear out of here this year. For sure. We're going to be rallying out in those woods. Yeah. We got a few young bucks uh, this year. Yeah. So we kind of like gave them those sites like first time first time bear one hunters. of them is the first time cool bear hunter uh experienced hunter uh then we got dakota who is got his first bear last year with us so we kind of put him with uh benny and then ryan uh has killed a couple yeah a few couple, with yeah. Us. or a couple yeah yeah so he uh that's fun he's too, on them man. that's weird so it's like we're like we kind of got him like here are your four you know so they'll start to, we'll bait with them, you know, at the beginning just to help them. And then it's from, from now on, mm-hmm. it'll be like, these are yours. If you never want them again, or you want to stop baiting them, let us know. We'll take them. Like, you yeah, know, we'll get someone them. else. We'll yeah, yeah. Get someone else bait them. Nothing beats getting that call at uh, dusk and be, hey, I just shot a bear. You know, you guys going to come out here and so, help me. It's like, yep, we'll be right there. We just got in the <laughs> yeah. truck. Oh, yeah. That brings oh, up a, like a little funny thing that we have. So in recent years, like we, we've done this enough and we've taken enjoyment out of it. And um, perhaps, and I think Kev would definitely agree, perhaps one of the most fun and exciting parts of bear hunting for us is that every year we do have new faces that become lifelong friends, but we have these massive text message threads that everyone that's involved with the season. Yeah, okay? That's awesome. And there might be, you know, Nick has been involved in these threads. Yeah. And so, uh, and it's, and the code is shots fired. And so Kevin, I, a lot of times will drop people off at the baits, uh, almost acting you know, right. yeah, but not, I mean, well, not, but, not. you know, just but, a, but just kind of like dropping them off and make sure they're okay. And, and then, uh, you know, we have this max of thread and you, you may have nine people out in the woods and, uh, Everyone. and then all of a sudden, boom, boom, the phone starts hitting shots fired. And now we're, we're spreading pretty thin these days. <laughs> we're all over the North country. Yeah. So you may have someone just to whatever out in sandwich you could have someone out in bristol or hebron and and so it's like uh we call it the fire drill it's like uh everybody go. We, everyone's right yeah. everyone's rubber boots are lined up the trucks are fueled <laughs> up the, the jet sleds are in the back you know there's a cooler with uh some diet cokes in there for, <laughs> you know <laughs> like, you know maybe a couple nips of you know grapefruit juice and, <laughs> you know and so we get out there and it's just such a awesome thing to experience that moment with some of these people that have never they may be experienced hunters and they may have dropped bucks over the years but they have just never walked up on a bear and it's a it's it's a whole another level of a a, the camaraderie with the group of bear hunters is amazing you know everybody's everybody's boosting everybody yeah and in this a, group a, i hope so yeah yeah, yeah. you know well, we being, got a pretty big group of people being here, a part like, of those text chains and you know yeah. you'd see like oh who's gonna be hunting on whatever day and yeah. oh i got a wednesday off and everybody else is like oh i'm jealous you know yeah, i want to yeah. be out there yeah, go yeah. get one for me you know I want yeah. yeah and you know and like so every evening uh starting september first every evening we let the whole group know who's sitting and where they're sitting right. and and by that point most of the group has can at least familiarize themselves a little bit with that, you know, and be like, Oh yeah, I remember walking out there. Okay. I know where that dude is sitting. Yeah. And then it's just, if I don't know, it's just a good thing, you know, That's good. Awesome. do you guys, 
Are you sitting in the morning? I know generally it's probably just, you know, an evening sit. We just so, sit in the evening. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, again, goes back to the, the way you learned. And even my previous life, we tried that. And, you know, like, oh, I go and bait it and leave somebody there and, you know, drive off and come back and pick them up after we're done baiting. It, 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 for us, it never worked. Yeah. You know, so it's one of them things where, and that was probably more but what the bear was doing it was you know taking them too long to get there the bait need to be moved a little bit to get closer to the to where the bear was coming down from yeah so you're gonna hold the jug I for him really yeah there was a lamp behind me So yeah, but people kill them during. People kill them in the morning. You see people kill them in the morning. I mean, this is, I don't think there's any. Hey, have you great. ever used? You got all day to take care of it instead of right. <laughs> trying right. to get it wrapped up. You know, at the end of the evening. Oh, and, I know. In the dark, it's all dead weight. You know. Oh yeah. Even finding. Do you guys so? Say you guys shoot a bear. You guys out there looking? Well, probably depending on the blood. You guys out there looking that night. You guys wait. Usually go in there next morning or. No, we get try, try to, just to get, get right that to night. it. Yeah. My experience and is if they're either dead or they're not. Yeah, the dead mm-hmm. moon. Can you? I mean, is that that's a telltale sign, right? The, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, Oh yeah, you hear them moaning. moaning. Yeah. You usually see them yeah. moaning. Well, um, another <laughs> thing that you had told me when I started bear hunting was shot placement's different. You know, uh, yeah, I was doing archery, yeah. and you had told me some horror stories about guys trying to kill bears with a bow. Oh, it's so tight. Those vitals are just like, they're so, yeah. just in a little basket protected yeah. by everything. Yeah, I believe you got to shoot them right in the shoulder. Right tight, yeah. Right in the shoulder. Because yeah. if you sh- try to shoot them behind the shoulder and you yeah. get a little farther back, Damn. then you're really far back. And if you go, you hit them a little bit forward, you, you're going to be all right. Never take a neck shot on a bear. I don't believe ever take a neck shot because you got a spine that's only so big. And you got all that fur, and then you got two jugglers, but there's a lot of meat there, and they're the toughest animal in the world about, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like you can put, run right, run one right through their neck, and if you don't hit them right, you, all you're going to be doing is, you know, crying in your milk. You know? Dude, I, t- <laughs> I get up to take a fucking leak, and you're talking about neck shots on a bear? <laughs> no, bad idea. Right. <laughs> That's the one that's crossed yeah. off the list. Yeah. No, no Cross, neck shots. Yeah. No neck shots. Frontal shots. I would. I wouldn't even screw right. they're, with they're that. They're tough up front. No. Yeah. You know? They're tough, tough everywhere. Because yeah, I think yeah. what you had told me was shoot the middle of the middle. With yeah. The bear. Yeah, and you don't know? stop shooting. Right. <laughs> if it's right. If it's, don't stop shooting. Even if you run out of ammo and have to call someone for more. <laughs> 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 don't stop shooting. Right. So if one goes down, obviously you just keep going until it, you know. Well, well, put it this way: a, a lot of people shoot one, and then it gets down. It's they think it's all flailing around, and you know, and they all oh, I got it, and they get up, and then pow, they're gone because yeah. either they shot them low and hit them in the front leg, or they shoot them behind, and the bear's trying to like wondering what stung them or what got at them, so they're like spinning around on the ground because they're trying to get at whatever they thought got them mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they kind of get their wits about them they're like oh no that ain't that and then 
go. Gone. So, and that's why I always say just just keep shooting. The taxidermist be able to stitch that stuff up. Patch that bitch right <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's in my I, opinion. You leave them open. A yeah. little reminder. Yeah. And, <laughs> and don't. I know it's one of them things where people are like, you know, oh, I want to shoot one with a single shot, or I want to do it with my muzzle loader, which is fine, but shoot one first. Yeah. And use a gun that you can rack some shells through. Just get one under your belt, I think is a big thing. You know, the bear deserves it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you deserve it. Just get I, it done with, yeah. Yeah, you, then you can take it from there after you, after you. What's up with the, um, uh, this is, you know, off the wall question, but the gallbladder. Like, what's the deal with the gallbladder of the... You gotta ask an, ask an Asian for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, <laughs> Let's be honest. Why is it still a thing, though? Like, as, I'm not a yeah, giant bear an aphrodisiac, hunter. right? Or, like, I know I've heard oh, stories of a woman no, down no, in no. Appalachia that, like, Felt she needed one every day of her life to live, and so oh. she was, yeah. So she was eating one every day. I mean, that's 365 bears a year. She was, oh. she was hanging out with bear. Daniel Booner. Oh. Yeah, right. right, yeah, yeah. But uh, I messed around with one of those once. Did you? Yeah. What, what Appalachian woman or? <laughs> <laughs> no. Valid question. The, the, gall, the gallbladder it took me about two months to calm down after that. <laughs> yeah. Slamming in the door. Yeah. yeah. No. It was, yeah, Kev told me to take a bite out of one. And took about oh. two. Took about two months to calm down after. <laughs> we were on a long road trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, quick, knock the duel off this for me. <laughs> Kev, what's in that jar right there? Oh, let me see. <laughs> <laughs> Little bear fat. Yeah, you guys ever mess around with rendering out the bear fat? No. Not yet. I saw Not some yet. people boiling We're it down on there. social media, yeah. and I'm like, Damn. yeah, well. And they started cooking some stuff in it. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. It's, I guess, just. It's liquid COVID. <laughs> hey, so I had a That's question. That's the corona killer. We had a question roll in on um, Instagram about uh, about bear hunting, other tactics besides baiting. Like, I know they got... So, are those scent sticks considered baiting? I don't think... I believe... Yeah, I'm no. not... You so know the, what I mean? The ones you light, the little donut I, sticks? I, I think the, I mean, the that's, regulation that's a, is it's got to be digestible. So, if they can eat it, that's considered bait. If it's if it's a... Well, I know, but if it's if it's a food stuff, you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, don't I just know. wasn't sure if you guys ever uh, hunted with that stuff or not. No. Yeah. You ever do the burning honey? Nope. No. Going into something? Not burning gelatin? <laughs> listen, no, there's, there's... There's one tactic, baiting. There's... Well, <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, no, listen. I it Kev's, if he's said it once, he's said it a hundred times, it... That works for people. No. 100%. And it yeah. could work for us. We... It's not something we do. We just kind of successful or un- beer cans falling over. <laughs> You're just more efficient yeah, baiting than. Well, you know what? It it it. Uh, we just have a way of doing it. It is uh, our routine. We are pretty darn successful with it, and it just kind of no reason to mess with the recipe. But there's all sorts of stuff out oh, there. Yeah. There are sprays. There are things you can burn. There be some people use, 
you know, uh, icing, cake icing, and they say that. Some people uh, hang little bags of popcorn on trees or use just pure. I mean, it's like That's you what could. what I did was popcorn. Yeah, you yeah. could lit. Well, for well, your, you well, fucking, it was, it was yeah. three miles I in. Thought, it was, I thought <laughs> I, 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 I want to be day. carrying out buckets out there. <laughs> it was a thousand foot climb. Yeah. I, yeah, I thought his bait site was out of control. <laughs> did, you, did you kill a bear That's off scary. of the popcorn? I had a lot of bears come in. Um, Over the hanging popcorn. It wasn't hanging oh. popcorn, so I I was popping fifty gallons of popcorn, <laughs> and then smoke. putting it in trash bags on my on my frame pack. And were you building a fire out there and popping it like Jiffy? No, I was, <laughs> I was stinking up the house for out. for six hours at a time, popping popcorn and then yeah. stuffing bags and then hiking. The kids up the thought there was a fucking movie night every night. Yeah, yeah like, they don't even eat more. popcorn anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it worked. It worked. So that that site had a sow with three cubs come into it all the time, and then it had one big boar that only showed up a couple of nights. But I figured out what scent he liked, but it just happened to be that it was my time to go up and, and guide for the week that he was showing up. Kettle corn? Not kettle corn, just regular regular <laughs> popcorn. Chocolate drizzle. Yeah. No, the, the scent that was working was bacon. Really? Bacon? Yep, it was bacon. So uh, Moultrie makes a product that you pour onto your baits, and it was like hickory smoked bacon. Yeah. And I tried blueberry that they made. I tried raspberry that they made. I did... The regular fryer grease with yeah. gold yeah. rush in it, yeah. and that brought in the sow with the three cubs. And I figured eventually, yeah, one of the a big bear would come in. He didn't, so I tried this savory bacon, whatever from Moultrie. <coughs> Boom! That big one that had that skunk stripe ripped out of his oh, hide yeah, on the yeah, back yeah, that was rubbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, and he was as big as the barrel. Yeah, and it was like, let's be honest, that's the bear. Who's not going to come crawling in over bacon? I know. Who doesn't like <laughs> vegans? Like bacon, you know? <laughs> Make a vegan bacon, <laughs> right? Faking. <laughs> so, what was the question on social media again? We just we. It was just about uh, other uh, ways of you know, I guess yeah, hunting bear without baiting. Oh, so I guess baiting. yeah. My so you're yeah, talking my, hounds. You're talking well without hounds. Just pretty much, I guess. If well, you have an area where you're seeing a lot of bear on trail camera, I'm guessing you got so you want to go out for deer. Food source. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hunt your food source. Uh, I guess. Food source. So doesn't Adam hunt cornfields? Yeah, I guess Adam you can Evans. try to look for uh, bear yeah. tunnels in cornfields, yep. and then yeah. sets yep. a, I pass sets a, a I pass a cornfield every every day on the way to work, and I can tell a bear's in there destroying it. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, he's going through it. I'm like, dang. Stop and see that farm. I know where the farm is. I had permission. That spot that I took you a goose hunt whenever. Yeah. Every year they've got sounds them like there. a late night ride tonight to me. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, but, but yeah, so I, I mean, listen, you got cornfields, and then Kevin and I have crossed paths with some very, and we continue to this day, uh, raspberry patch. Yeah, yeah. I would say get a clear like a sec- cut. Yeah, yeah. Second, clear second cut. year cut. It's going to have those raspberries and those blackberries, right. especially and now with the blackberries. Bested. Yep. They'll, they'll be infested with bears. I had a bear last year behind my house, and he's still around. I found bear tracks, walked my dogs out back this past year with the snow on the ground still. I'm like, that bear's out early. And and I cleared out a path where I'm scouting uh, just a glance, and I, there was a bear track in my path the next day. I'm like, yeah. that son of a bitch still back here. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, let me, absolutely. Well, let me bait it, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'll kill that thing. I just, I just you know, I... I, I, I I've threatened, you know, like, oh, we'll throw the baits out and then let's go up somewhere, you know, where we know there's a bunch of bears and hunt. Yeah. Well, just like, yeah, just, you know, we have one spot. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. To try to spot and stock. Here's the thing. Yeah, just, you know, they're there, but it's like, it's just baiting so much fun. I I don't want to shoot one 
another way because I want to see how the baits are doing. I want to see like the we have seven new baits this year. Like I want to see how you see all even though stuff. I'm not hunting them, <laughs> yeah, I still yeah. you know I've you want to see how they're doing you need so like much being more mm-hmm. and here not, yes and you and, stuff, and and it's, all those baits every bait is a little bit different and so it's so exciting to see oh all right this is working look at that we've never had a bait like that they've never you know like the more diversity you can get you know uh you you just you're learning every year something little and you just it gets better and better so in in your it. in your you know selection you of area notice, gets better yeah. and better you ever notice a change or like weather you know that get them more active you know similar to like deer Obviously, you, you get the cold fronts that, that come through you see deer that move you know same thing you get cold fronts that come through they push ducks and geese yeah. do you notice anything like that like a rain day i know what my answer is i don't know what kev's answer what's is. your answer my answer is we've fucking hauled bear out and 85 degrees we've hauled them out and you're wearing your sweatshirt and bundled up you're still cold it's been raining it's been sunny it's been cloudy i don't me i haven't over the years and how many bears have just here you know regardless of your experience before new hampshire which is immense uh dude Get out in the stand and sit. Right. I I, I totally agree with what Bob said, and he's right. You'll kill them in any type of conditions. One thing that was kind of wild when when I was working with Cedar Ridge there was you'd go and, you know, we it must have been, I don't know, I'll say 40 square miles, whatever, from Bald Mountain to, you know. Oh, oh. That's a name. There's about, there's, about, <laughs> there's about 40 bald mountains in right. <laughs> There's one in Tufton, bro. Yeah, right. You know, out to Appleton Corner. <laughs> you know, there's only probably one of them. But, <laughs> um, huge area, but, you know, we ran baits on a three-day rotation. You know, we'd fill them up because we had so many. You could only bait them every three days, but we'd bait every day. Um, but you'd see they would eat the same things out of Mm. the barrels all of a sudden they'll Mm -hmm. like dig through stuff to get to one food source in the barrel and it wouldn't just be like one barrel it'd be like more than half the barrels so it was like weird like the weather or the time was telling them their body needed something something, whether it was the protein carbs or the protein so it it bounced back and forth but it was you couldn't uh, ignore it i mean it was very evident you know, but it was, yeah. It was the biggest re- thing really that weird. I had like, left like, behind in a bear site all the time were bagels. They wouldn't touch they a do damn not bagel. Like they bagels. don't touch the bagels. <laughs> they do not like bagels. Right. They don't even like them in no, Maine. Because, <laughs> <laughs> My mother worked at Dunkin' Donuts for a while, so we'd always get our bait from there. Just Perfect. Yeah, but obviously, what now? So they banded chocolate. Would you even be able to use the chocolate glazed donut still? No. No, no, nothing. No, I didn't think so. I didn't no, think so. I mean, it's so. amazing. I can't even believe there's a bear still alive in Maine to hunt because they still use chocolate. <laughs> well, they can be all dead. And yeah. I think the only thing that happened, like, My just, bear's got diabetes. Right. Just, like, just like your dog. I've seen a dog eat a whole thing of Halloween candy. Perfectly fine. Never brought it to the vet or nothing. That bear, the bears that just die around here probably just overgorge themselves with chocolate, maybe, if that. That or was, they got a trash was, bag out of the dumpster. Had, that had nothing to do with it. it there was, was a specific it was a, incident. It was a compromise. Yep. Yeah. It was I a think compromise. that's. I think so that was a. Rolling to the next question now, since in the state of New Hampshire we can't really use chocolate products. What do you guys? Is it hard for you guys to find bait now? 
No. no. You guys still were using oats and... No. 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 We use sweets, just like non-chocolate or dark chocolate sweets. Yep. Or uh, non-chocolate donuts. And then we use uh, bread and we use meat. So what do you find the most that they're all... Like we were just talking about, what do you find them digging out the most? On a good stand, they fucking clean the barrel. Yep. Don't, you know time, what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, so you're always putting Fortunately, you know in like New that. Hampshire... Uh, the providers, the mass providers of bait, and there's a few out there, you know, I don't know if you're dropping names and stuff like that, but sure. Coyote Creek, uh, instantly, um, provide, uh, had the availability of chocolate free for New Hampshire. And that was a quick transition from, um, you know, we, we got, we've gotten bait from lots of different people over the years. And, um, but, uh, you got and just for example, Coyote Creek um, was instant. Boom, snap of the finger. Okay, the law changed, and boom, you can go through their bait, yep. and uh, you're not going to find any chocolate. You don't have to worry. There's no concern that you're doing something wrong. Or, um, and and they then get, they get their bait from Bear Bait Solutions, right? Which Henry, mm-hmm. I'm glad you started mixing your barrels so we didn't open up a barrel and get the whole <laughs> thing of animal crackers. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had well, no, so wait, not only back that a customer, yeah. So we uh, one year like we, and we get. I mean, listen, we we buy a lot of bait. You know, we got um, a lot of people involved in this process. I mean, obviously, you can only have two bait. Uh, per person but we got a lot of people involved here and um help facilitate everybody uh but uh yeah one year it was uh crack <laughs> crack the, i mean you crack one or two and you see some page tree and what it's all good and halfway through the season we cracked this one it was fucking 55 gallons of animal crack. <laughs> yeah we had another one it was uh it's 55 gallons of bagels and so there was another one <laughs> I don't think it was on purpose. The like maybe three years ago, we had fifty-five gallons of trail mix. Yeah, I don't think that was on purpose. We didn't do that on purpose. Yeah, because we had that uh, landowner that wanted us to use all. Oh, the that's so we had right. To run over yeah. and pay more money. Here's the for thing. That. Here's mm. the thing too. You're gonna come in contact with landowners, or uh, it's not only one. Sometimes one landowner. That specific bait site was. Uh, not necessarily one landowner. It was a um, a conservation a, uh, a conservation. The, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, God, it was the. Uh, I can't remember now either. Come in contact with so many people. Anyhow, they had uh, a couple thoughts and how they they didn't want the grease. They didn't want all natural. They wanted all natural. All sure, they wanted all anything, natural. Yeah. So we got a bunch of fucking granola. Match the. Did it work? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, but yeah. the tough thing with that, I mean, I know people love it. They love Oh, it. no, it worked. But when you get a year where there's not a lot of food in the woods, I'm that's hoping. not a lot of bait. Like, you got a 55-gallon yeah. drum of granola. You can fill it. They'll empty it in, in berries. I mean, it, it, two days. you don't go far. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so you got to kind of, like, get some filler. You know, you get bread. You know, you can dress it up with whatever you want. But it's just a good filler, you know? Like you, guys, like oh my god, they're crushing my granola. They're crying. Of they buy are. another barrel. Yeah, that's no, another hundred twenty-five no in the bucks. Woods right now, you know, yeah. at a whack. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like so. That that's my philosophy and our, our philosophy about it. You know, it's just tough to. That's humping a lot of bait and keeping it full. And we and we just bait 
every Saturday or maybe Sunday, depending on what's going on. We freight it for the week because we're not running out there during the week. So, you know, you got to make sure it's it's full and there's, there's going to be some volume that's going to the volume is keep. the thing right I was gonna because say, you could take go you next, could take yeah. two five gallon buckets that's right and when next, kevin and yeah. i bait together it's it, so you're taking four buckets at a time there's two of us and many times there's maybe other people helping us but uh, for a long time it was just kevin and i and out of the back of the subaru well that's i <laughs> i thought maybe we should talk about that first year <laughs> so, because i actually i thought about this a little bit and like people maybe find this all intriguing but they just don't know where to start or that's what i was going to ask you what do you guys so not to throw you off topic yeah, we can no, wrap I into don't. that but um so like you said you guys each have a five gallon bucket you guys are dumping 20 gallons of bait or more than that sometimes more than well, that at a site depends. it all depends, depends on how much you're baiting we'll it obviously fill, we want it full, full. so okay. it's kind of like puking full. out the front okay because we got to leave it for a week okay so if you're going in you know say if you were checking that site every two days would you only fill it 20 gallons or I'd never check just, it every two days no no here's, I just didn't know if well there's, I, I, there's people I, I, out there I, I that do it yeah. no absolutely so and they kill bears curious. doing it that's and what they, I was curious right. if, so just for anyone that's getting into this that know all right hey if I check it every two to three days I'm putting in 20 pounds or, right and, that, and it's a big thing well what do we we typically consider if you got five gallon if you got a 55 gallon drum that's 10 buckets yeah so if it's empty, you want to put 10 buckets in. Um, Nothing will sink set. your heart yeah, on set. a Saturday morning at 6 in the morning when you go out there. It's, it's, the, <laughs> it's the biggest double-edged sword you ever see. You're like, oh, my God, it's empty. They, And then you, and then you're like, oh, my God, i got to make fucking five trips out here. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, instantly, I'm like, all right, well. Here we go. You know, you, this is double-edged sword. You're so pumped that the thing got racked. Well, and then you're like, day. and then I look at Kevin, I'm like, my right arm's a little sore. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I get the, yeah. Like, ball, yeah. I'll grab that, Yeah. I'll get the bread ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there's a difference between, yeah, the bread's always a little bit lighter than the, yeah. than the pastry. Someone's yeah. always got a rotator cuff during bear season. Yeah. <laughs> you know? right. Oh, yeah. I, gotta, oh, yeah. I can't uh, haul anything. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, but um, yeah, no, up, just keep them, good. just keep them freighted. Yeah. Uh, w- listen, if you're going to do it the way we do it, we, we don't touch them during the week. We don't want to touch them during the week. You resist all the urges you, you have in you to go check those cameras. And it's for us, it's worked. Um, Saturday morning, you go freight them, you check your cameras, you get back to the truck, you look at the photos, you get excited, and you move on to the next bait. It takes all morning. Get back, and then you're bringing people out to stands in the afternoon. So it, but like Kev said, there's people that check them every two days, and they shoot bear every yeah, year. And, and, mm-hmm. Yeah, and hey, I'm not saying I might not have we run just, out during the week. No one knew about it. <laughs> I, had <to> put, <laughs> I had to put a GPS device in this fucking Jeep one year. because I'd call them. It'd be like a Wednesday, and it'd be like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, what's, what's up, dude? I can hear the – he's like obviously driving. I'm like – where are you headed right now? <laughs> He's like, oh, nowhere. It's just I'm like doing work shit. I'm like, <laughs> are you like though? A, sounds like a gravel road, dude. Are you sure you're not on the way out to site number five? You're like, no, guys. I swear I'm not going to check cameras. But really, like with people, are we going to touch on like what people should do, like do when they first start? Yeah. You know what? Throw it out the window. You know what? Find find access to hunt and let them soak. You got to try. 
because I can tell you we got bait sites that are in places that you would never think would be a good place because of it's fairly close to foot traffic. It's on state land. It's this. It's that. And some of those places have the biggest bears yes. coming to them. And you would yeah. never know. No, you, you wouldn't. Know. But you just gotta try. Let it just yeah. try. And you, you know what? You're not locked in forever. You know, give it a chance. Give it a give it two years. Give, maybe give it a fair shake. But you can always be looking. You can always be searching for the next place. And then you get a buddy that deer hunts and does all this other stuff, and he's never bear hunting. I say, hey, you know what? I got a place over here that if you want to start bear hunting, try that. You know, we'll throw a bait out and let it soak and see what happens. And you just take never something from each bait know. too. We have learned something different. I mean, uh, again, prior to New Hampshire, Kevin's got an, an immense amount of experience, but. It's a little different here. It's not the North Main Woods, and um, you learn a little bit different. I mean, we we laugh about our first year baiting. We baited out of my Subaru Outback back then. I had a Subaru. We didn't have a pickup truck. We had this fucking urge to hunt bears and bait. You know, Kev had the experience, and you we Subaru, baby, let's go. No, right? no, that's no, not. We had back plenty seat. of bears in a Subaru. Dude, we <laughs> I've had more dead bears in the back of a Subaru, and it, it, here's the, I'm not even kidding. We've hauled a lot of fucking bears out in a Subaru, and here's the deal: you throw it all in the back of a Subaru, you never get rid of the smell. It's just a, you know what I mean. <laughs> but here's the deal: do you want to do it or? Listen, if you want to do it, it, you don't need, you know what you need? You need a license, you need some land, you need permission, you need some sort of bait, and that's about it. Throw it in the trunk. You got to be willing to do try. Do whatever you got to do. Oh, did this you jar know? just come around again? <laughs> yeah. I wish we had some of the uh, the special jar, but that's all gone. Yeah. Yeah, it's long gone. Yeah, make another one. Yeah. We're cranking up in an hour. And I know you guys have a party going downstairs, so we'll... Uh... There's practically a party going on right there. <laughs> <laughs> What's the count, fellas? Five girls, one cup? What's that? What's that <laughs> <laughs> I almost just spit whatever is in that jar all over this microphone. If you um, could give uh, one tip for someone to take away for bear hunting... What do you think that like the most important thing to do? No matter what, I mean, we we talked about a bunch of scenarios, and we talked about how what works for you, what doesn't. What would be like the number one thing that you have to do? Kevin's gonna say it over again. Yeah. Find that permission. Find that access. Get in the woods. Uh, yeah, I got the number one thing. Sit right. Sit right. Don't be fussing. Don't be fidgeting. Sit right, have confidence in your stand. Yeah, because they call them they the, black, the black ghost, they come right? In yeah. Quiet. And if if you they don't can't even break a stick, you're like all of a sudden, oh, right here. Just because you can't <laughs> see them doesn't like mean that. they're there. And everything you do, say you're gonna, say it's a week or a season you're gonna hunt. Everything you do the first night is gonna affect the second night, and those two nights are gonna affect the third night. So sit right, and when you can't see to shoot get out of your stand even though there's still legal shooting time sorry bob yeah it's about all i had so go ahead but whatever get out (laughs) of your stand because if you get a bear that comes in and then you can't see to shoot you you, you're gonna mess it up so you gotta have confidence if they're coming they're coming and a lot of them bears will still they're there and they'll sit and watch you had guys that 
I've watched a bear come down and bed down, and they just been there. They'll stay there 45 minutes, and they're just watching, and they're just doing what they want to do. But they're there. And if maybe it was just a little bit different, you the leaves were different or whatever, you couldn't have seen that bear. But that guy was able to see him. Another guy, you see, you know, the story. Hear the stories. Yeah, you know. So it's like they'll. You gotta. You just everything. Stay positive, and everything you do the first night affects the second night. So if the wind ain't right, don't hunt. Don't hunt it. Just don't. If you know you get them killing nights, and you know. Listen, it. you may only have four nights. Right. New Hampshire season is extremely restrictive. Short. We need to get Real. into that no, on how it compares bullshit. to Maine yeah. with the baiting laws and regulations. But you may only have four nights, four Saturdays. You you know, don't do it. Don't comp. Listen, they're coming. If you're hunting over bait, they're coming. Just and that's the yeah. biggest thing we find is like, you know, all of us work, so it's like finding time to hunt. Oh, we got a weekend to hunt. We got to get out in the woods. But hey, yeah. maybe don't. Do yeah, it. I know. Don't if do it's it. Not right. Even don't though do you're it. Short. You know, you don't have a lot of time. Wait and, wait wait out and you get strike there. while the iron's hot. Right. can't that's a, something that we did especially last year it was like you know yeah you want everyone to get a bear and this and that but like if someone can't hunt and the time is right and we don't like to think that way like yeah. it's like it's all an even playing field because yeah. we got you know everyone's got different everyone else's name on something and we want everyone to shoot one but it's like when the you got to strike while the irons are, especially a year like last year where there's so much food in the woods and we had bears coming all different times all different sizes you gotta if you got one that's coming right there and you gotta do it boom but the weather's got to be right the wind's got to be right and you, you gotta take i'm, no, take I'm noticing that. that more throughout the years especially is the wind like just just glancing at these bucks that i've been watching for a week and two almost two weeks now that they're coming from a certain direction every time so if i just went down there anytime then i didn't i didn't know i would i would fuck up that whole spot but now paying yeah. attention to that now it's like the wind. I'm like, I'm not going in there until the wind's good. Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll wait. Yeah. I'll wait. I'll like, and I have a luxury where I live locally, you know, so yeah. I can just like, I can kind of like, oh, the weather's going to be good this night. So I'll just make sure you can go out. And I don't, you know, and it, what, you know, I, yeah, I want to kill one for meat every year without question. But it's like I have the ability to, I can wait it out and wait it out. And then when it's a killing night, and we talk a lot about right. killing night, here's killing one night. thing. If you find yourself hunting over bait and that's the path that you decide is works for you, you know, bear baiting. Uh, <clears throat> we talked about judging size of a bear and things like that. With my experience, I'd say the number one tip, let that bear get to the damn barrel. And you are going to have these. Your adrenaline's going to fucking go through the roof the second you see that black coming down the hill. Yeah. And um, everything's going to tell you, just start unloading, right? <laughs> because you're going to look at it and you're going to say, holy shit, there's bear. a black bear. Yeah. It's so incredibly difficult, as we've said throughout this past hour, to judge the size of a bear. You have to let it get to the barrel. And uh, uh, I've made the mistake. Um, I'm sure many people out there have. Uh, we've had friends that have had uh, different decisions. Um, you have the best opportunity possible to make sure, to ensure that that is indeed the bear you want 
um, by being able to compare that size of the barrel. So uh, it, it's this massive urge to pull the trigger, yeah. and it could be 10 yards off. It could be five yards off that barrel. Don't do it until that damn thing. It's listen. It's going. It's good. It, it may take. It may take a while, and you'll watch that bear, and they'll pawn, they'll circle, and they'll move, and they'll him, and they'll haw, and they'll, and they don't want to come down. And then when they finally get that confidence to get to that barrel, they'll. They're trust me. Listen, it's a barrel full of fucking donuts. It's going. It's going. Just let it get there, so you can make that that best possible decision and uh and then i've had him at the barrel and i still make a poor decision I, <laughs> you know, but uh you know that that's a whole nother shoot story. him while you got him you know <laughs> you know if it's a bear you shoot on the first night or last night shoot on the first, first night. night right so yeah. right. but you, you know that, that that's another thing it's uh just that is your biggest tool that big white 55 gallon barrel that is your biggest yeah. um gauge there's no other gauge your brain you haven't no one has the experience of of seeing so many wild you know that animal in the wild right. it's not deer it's you don't have a, i mean we've said it there's no rack it's not there's turkey nothing. you don't yeah, have a beard yeah. you don't have a beard you don't have a fan you got nothing and no experience. It, and it is one opportunity for to observe animals because, like, I grew up, like, I never observed deer. I saw a deer. I was like, pow, pow, yeah. pow. Oh, it's a flag. You know, <laughs> you know like, you know, these people like, oh, I was watching the rut go on or this or that. You know, yeah. it's like, like, no, I never Not seen that. I might have maybe had the chance to see it, but I shot the doe before the <laughs> So it's like, you know, but with bears and bear baiting, it's a great way to observe animals wild animals and the way they interact like a lot of crazy stuff like listen my girlfriend last year she no two years ago now amy she was like sat on a bait with me and it was a crazy like it was like they were slamming the baits and like we were there 15 minutes maybe and here comes a bear i'm like this never happens (laughs) (laughs) and then then another bear and they're like interacting it was like a sow with a boar and he was like you know they was they were like uh they were like probably uh, you know 100 pounders or whatever and um but he was like real aggressive you could tell she was timid and like working around and this and that and you, you would know, never he, see that you would never ever, right, ever. right right At the, I, i've had them obviously break branches and stuff like yeah, that yeah. coming in the bait you know smacking stuff to try to scare whatever off whatever else is yeah. on the bait but they know if there's another bear oh there's yeah, yeah. Oh, you can totally tell yeah. if they know another bear's there here's now, the, yeah they know here's I, the I, thing too like uh We've walked into ba- like I took uh, our our good friend uh, John Lamb in. Mm. We walking up to the bait. There's two bear, mm-hmm. right? They, they we just sit, we sit, we sit. We're trying to get them in the stand, right? So and we knew those two weren't shooters. Get them up. And finally, those two kind of <laughs> veered off. Yeah. Veer off. I'm like go. I'm like we were on a rock wall. I'm like just go right now. I'm like don't look at the barrel. I'm like don't look at nothing. Just get your ass up in the seat. I'm like. Listen, these bears are coming back down. That evening, we were talking about being able to uh, watch these wild animals. Uh, at one point, uh, there were no shooters, but he has film of five, seven. seven the number bears. in my head was seven. So wow. seven bear at one. No, no, not individually. Seven bear at once. On the bait. On the bait 
around the bait, that's, on the hill. That is crazy. Up a tree. Up like, a tree. He's videoing, like, and this is the first time ever bear hunting. Yeah. This is no his kidding. first time. Yeah, this oh, is his wow. first time experience. bear hunting. So not only walking him in, you know, and I'm like, holy fuck. I'm like, there's, I'm like, I'm like, boom, we dropped to the ground. So, like, it, he never pulled the trigger that night. He never pulled the trigger that season. And he, I, think i could speak for him to say that he yeah. had the most incredible, incredible. night and he's an experienced deer hunter uh that's the most one of the most exciting nights he's ever had in the woods and it was we're just, talking about it now yeah and this was oh, a few years smoke. back but i mean it was just he sat there all evening and he knew none of them were what he wanted um but all night long he watched this shit in the woods that no one gets to see it was just uh and he's got some video of it and like it's just an incredible you just get to the bear hunting has become a very fond thing for us so yeah. you guys find that i know we're kind of wrapped up here but uh find that you know if you find if you had a bait site you know maybe you got one maybe two different bear hitting it just in that general area do you find those bear coming you know they're going to do what they want but coming when they want because they know that there isn't a bunch of bear in the area and they're kind of like just laid back. They're like, all right, I'll just come in when I want to eat because I know. Well, desperate. It depends on how much food's in the woods. Because, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Because baiting or uh, bait to a bear is only supplemental. They they know a, it's, it's not natural. Yeah. You know, if there's natural food in the woods, there might check on it. They might peck at it a little bit. You know, show up every four days. So. You know, they don't rely on it. You know, it's just something. I was just curious. I thought about that over the past. I'm like, I wonder if, since there's, you know, if there's one bear in the area, he's just going to come when he wants. Like, he's going to come at night when he knows well, that. Well, if there's no monkey, if there's no food. Monkey. Monkey, yeah. We've monkey. Had bear, we've put bears through the winter. I can tell yeah. you that, that we've fattened <laughs> them up. Because they just like, <laughs> well, they, we have, we young nicknamed, ones, you know. We nicknamed bears. Like, we had uh, this one bait site in particular, just this little bear, monkey. I mean, we got plenty of. Uh, oh yeah. my God, there's so many. Fun First days. year that I've been yeah. with yeah. you guys, listen, there was everybody. A bear that was on it all day long. Yeah, they'll every, sit every day. That right. was Sal, Sal's will do so that. I listen, that's another way Blake, to tell. And there was that first time I brought in Blake to go bait the the barrel. Yeah. He's like, "Hey, Dad, there's a bear right there." I'm like, "Yeah, shut up. You're only six years old." Then the bear runs yeah. off because they they yeah. need. So yeah, if there they, they, if there's no natural food. Yeah, if there's no natural food, they're gonna, they're gonna, you could find them there all day long. But if there's a food in the woods, they're gonna, you know, they'll come when they want. You can bump a bear off a barrel walking in, get your ass up in that stand, Mm -hmm. and that bear's coming right back. Steve and I did it the next year, too. Yeah, Steve actually just walked in the kitchen. I can tell you, we, when I was in Maine, lived there for five years straight, and guiding for 10, I saw six. Felt bears. like friggin' a lifetime. Right. So I, spent, yeah. <laughs> I spent 10 years in a five-year town. <laughs> I keep interrupting you. A little bit of our uh, personality comes out. So uh, I saw six bears in Maine at that during that whole duration. When I was driving woods, doing hundreds of miles... And when I'm here, I think I saw when the first year I moved here, I saw six bears in a summer. Yeah, you know it, it's it's a whole wow. different yeah, ball, game. ball game. Yeah, this 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 state is 
I, it's infested. Right. It's in people don't. I think the general public and people that have zero relationship with this part of hunting or or, or general public who doesn't hunt, yeah, do <clears throat> not quite grasp the bear population in this state. It's uh, our very first year baiting out of that Subaru Outback. It was like a feeding frenzy. It was, we had, we were beside ourselves. It was, it was just, there are so many bear in this yeah. freaking state. I, c- I couldn't believe how many there bears there were when I moved to Jackman. And then when I moved here, yeah, I was like, there's more bears here, I think, than there yeah. are in Jackman. No, honest to goodness. I mean, well, I mean, you I got, mean, you got a much larger scope. In this area. I mean, in our right. lakes region. Well, that might be, per, that mountains. might be human encroachment too. Like, you right. got the great, yep, you right. cut up the parcels. Up in Jackman, right? So yeah. like. Big <clears> chunks of woods. Yeah. 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 Big chunks of woods. And here you're talking, we hunting some very respectable pieces of woods, but. They're not quite the same. Yeah. I mean, nothing quite compares to up there. Yeah. So. I think oh. when you chop it up too, you know, you got big, big blocks of houses, and they then they put the the bear ratio at about a bear per square mile. You know, and you've got how many square miles that are just uninhabitable by bears because it's all yeah. pavement. Yeah. And do houses. the fucking math. Yeah. You know, yeah. do, do the math. The then you get one little piece of state land that's, yeah. that's maybe you know five square miles. But there's 20 square miles around it that has no bears. Yeah. You know, now you're putting 25 bears in that one spot yeah. to yeah. reach the average. There's a reason there's floodlights on the back of my house because uh, the bump in the night, that ain't that ain't friggin' intruder coming in the house. No, that's, that, 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 that's, <laughs> that's the damn bears out in my 5 billion empty bait barrels I got in my backyard. I turn on the floodlights. I'm like, well, like, there's a bear. Get the daisy red rider. Right <laughs> no, no, you ever kept chickens. That's a sore subject. <laughs> in that, fi- that burnt coop out there. <laughs> Thanks, Kev. My, my, uh, my bloodhound put one in a tree off of a chicken coop. My chicken coop I had, it was dumping the scratch barrel off. I was watching it for weeks. I'm like, that fucking barrel keeps getting knocked over. It's probably coons because there was nothing getting eaten out of it. Interesting. I'm like, oh, sweet. So I just, I'm like, I'll strap it to the tree. I strap it, ripped off. I'm like, that's a bear. And I walked out the next morning, just stood it up. I'm like, I'll take care of it tonight. And I was cooking dinner. I just let my dogs out. And I look outside, I hear my dog going nuts. I'm like, oh, shit, what is it? And the bear's going up the tree. I'm like, oh, shit. Huge black bear, at least two, 200 pounds. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. damn. I filmed, yeah, I took yeah. a video of him, like, this, this thing just got put up the tree. No <laughs> yeah, I went out there, clapped it down, and it took off. Oh, yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. It was good. Right on. Yeah. But sweet deal, guys. We'll, uh, we'll let you guys get back to your party. I smell the oil frying. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. It's I think we, all, we all need to get back to this party. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks, hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate it was great guys. meeting you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. You know absolutely, and good luck to everyone out there this uh, fall. It's coming quick. Hunting. Couple I know. Weeks. It's on. Can't Next stop week. it. Three, Can't stop three it. days, and you can shoot a bear. Shots and fired. A squirrel. Shots fired. Yeah. <laughs> Get those text message threads going, man. Shots fired. It's the best best text message you'll ever receive. Yeah. Fire drill. Throw on the rubber boots. Jump in the F three fifty and fucking. And wear those cotton gloves that are so. Soaked in grease that have been yeah. kicking around the back of the truck. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because you got so many people hunting now. You, you, the budget don't afford them rubber ones. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, baby, when we're together.
like Vegas times three But in the morning I'll know better Cause you're so bad, so bad for me Like a sip of wine Leads me to drink You're my gateway drug I'm starting to think It's gonna take much more than Just 12 steps So call Betty Ford Call Dr. Drew Save me a bed Cause in a month or two I wanna quit you girl Just not yet Baby, when we're together You're the only drug I need But in the morning I know better Cause you're so bad, so bad for me Bailing down the road past these city lights You got your hands on the wheel and look in your eye I ask myself, is it time to slow down? But the night's still young, we're full of gas Credit cards in my pocket with some limit left in We got friends in the next town Yeah Baby, when we're together It's like Vegas times three But in the morning I'll know better Cause you're so bad, so bad for me So bad, so bad for me Oh, cause you're so bad, so bad for me Cause you're so bad, so bad for me